Alright, hello everyone, welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Francesca and this is episode 18 of my podcast. Let me take you on a psychology adventure. And in today's episode, we are talking about me. <laughs> this is a topic I don't usually talk about. If you've seen my videos on Instagram, on TikTok, I don't usually talk that much about my personal experience. But this week was special because it was my birthday and I was also um, so fortunate to hit 1 million followers on TikTok. So it's been the biggest present maybe of my life, to be honest, to hit such an incredible number of people following me. I am so humbled, so blessed. I can't even explain to you. And I remember... I think it was the first episode when I had, I, I was like, I hit that day 900,000 and today is 1 million, actually this week. So I'm so grateful. You guys are amazing. So we're going to talk a bit about my journey and how I got to this point right now, how this whole TikTok experience was, how I grew so much. Maybe, you know, it can inspire you if you want to become an influencer as well, if you want to work with people, or maybe just my personal story. I don't know if this is helpful to anyone, to be honest, because I was always kind of um, running away from doing a podcast about me, but I have had some requests from you guys, and some people were very curious, like, about my story where I'm from, what I do, how I got here, my personal experience. So this is why I'm doing this. And, you know, it's a time where I also get vulnerable because, as I said, I don't talk about myself so much. So this is even a bit hard for me to do, to get vulnerable in front of you guys. So... I was born in Romania, first of all, in Cluj-Napoca, which is a region in Transylvania. I have five siblings. My parents were divorced, so I have like two blood brothers and three stepbrothers and one sister. So we are a huge family. And ever since I was a little girl, I was always analyzing people. I was always like a deep thinker and a deep person. I remember I was always paying attention to my thoughts, how this world works. I was always fascinated about different perspectives, different points of view about people. I was always observing them. And I remember I I found this guy on YouTube. I think his name was Levy. And he was talking about life, about people, about some controver controversial opinions as well, and the school system, and some things that were very interesting to me. And I remember he mentioned this series, it's called The Mentalist. And, you know, I had never watched the series by then, I think I was like 11 or 12, and I watched it and it became my favorite series because it's about this person that can read people, that interprets body language and different gestures, that understands people more deeply. So that's when I started getting interested in psychology. 
And then um, my mom also started getting into spirituality, uh, yoga, doing meditation and stuff like that. So, you know, for me, it was always so fascinating to learn about the world, to learn about, you know, different philosophies, different dimensions, different perspectives. So I was always interested in what she was doing, but I didn't really practice anything by then. So I was 15 that when my journey really, really started. Um, I went to this seminar with my mom. It was by a Dr. Menis Yusri. It was called The Essence Process. And to this day, I think that was the most profound seminar I've ever been to. And I recommend it to you. Uh, I think he started having them live again in Romania, but in other countries as well. He's an amazing guy, very, very wise man. And it was extremely experiential. So we did a lot of practical things. And I learned a lot about my relationship with my parents, you know, why do I choose the people in my life? Why did I have the friends? I didn't have boyfriends by then, but I had like crushes or, you know, guy friends. Why was I attracted to certain kind of people? Understood how my relationship with my parents influenced me. So also I learned about my traumas and it was incredible for me because they, he said, the way you act in this seminar is also the way you act in life. So observe yourself. So, you know, this is also a challenge for anyone listening. Like, you know, the way you act in any situation, maybe it's a game, maybe it's a course. That's how you act in all the situations. So you can tell how a person is from a very small Thing or a very, you know, small context. So, you know, at that seminar, I was extremely shy. I was always the last person talking in a group. I, my body language, everything, it was just because I didn't have a lot of confidence. I was pretty shy. I was pretty insecure. So that seminar really, really changed my life, my perspective, everything. And ever since then, I started going to a lot of seminars. And then it was another one, which was the advanced version of that seminar, The Essence Process, that I went to. And that was even more intense because that was the place where I had to confront my worst fears. And we had to do, and I'll tell you in a bit how this relates to TikTok and my story. Um, I, we had to do the thing that we were most afraid to do. So he basically said, okay, think of what is your worst fear? So, you know, for some people, it was singing in front of a public. For some people, it was going to a random cute stranger on the street and talking to him. For some people... It was doing a comedy show or dancing. And for me, it was having an inspirational talk in front of an audience. Kind of related to psychology, 
spirituality. I'm not sure what it was, but it was an inspirational talk. I had never done that until that point. And it was honestly my biggest fear because I didn't think I was good enough for that. I didn't think I was um, knowledgeable enough that I had the necessary experience. You know, I would talk in front of 50 people. I was... I was 16 by the, by that time. So I was like, who will ever take me seriously? I'm 16. And, you know, I was so scared because I was so afraid of doing this, of the judgment of everything that I started crying. And I remember like the day before the seminar, I literally considered not going the next, the following day to the seminar. I was so scared. And, you know, I ended up going and I was shaking in my chair. I was crying. I felt like this butterflies in my stomach. I was sweating. All the symptoms of an extremely, extremely anxious and afraid person. And I remember I went to a lady and I told her, look, I can't do this. I just can't. I'm sorry. I can't do this. And I'll never forget what she said. She was like, Francesca, listen to me the best things in life are out of your comfort zone. Do you always want to sit in your comfort zone and never evolve? Or do you want to explore life, be happy, grow? Because this will only happen outside of your comfort zone. God placed the best things in your life out of your comfort zone. And yes, that means fear. Yes, that means anxiety or being, you know, feeling all these different emotions. But she said, fear is not the problem. Your attitude towards fear is. Because, you know, fear is natural. Fear is normal. Whenever we get out of our comfort zone, we feel fear. But what's important is how you react to that fear. Will you let that feel fear? Sorry. Will you let that fear stop you from evolving or Use it as a compass to guide you to what is important to you in your life. So, you know, she said, a confident person is not someone that doesn't feel fear. A confident person is someone that feels fear and nonetheless, they take action anyways. That's a confident person that is super afraid, that are being on themselves because they're so afraid, but they still do that. So that really changed my perspective on fear. And, you know, even though I was crying because the fear didn't go away, the nervousness, all those emotions didn't go away, I still went in front of the public and I held my inspirational speech. And that was a milestone for me because that was what triggered this whole journey for me with TikTok became, becoming an inspirational speaker and, you know, doing everything, a life coach, podcaster, and doing everything that I'm doing right now, studying psychology at university and so on. And, you know, I had a really good reaction back then when I held my speech. People were really impressed that a 16-year-old was so profound, was so could analyze things so deeply and so on. And it was a speech I wrote like in a few hours right before the seminar because we, we didn't have time to prepare for it. So that gave me the courage and confidence to continue doing that. 
And that was also um, the thing that showed me the importance of a community and how powerful that was to have this group of people supporting each other and growing together. And this is what I wanted to create as well in the future. So, you know, I wanted, that was the moment when I said, I want to do what this guy is doing because he's changing people's lives. I want to do the same thing. So this is why I started this whole self-development process. And, you know, I was like, okay, so what do I need to do to get to that point where I have seminars with so many people, where I inspire so many people? And I was like, okay, I need to go do public speaking first, because that was obviously, you know, I did it, but I was literally crying and shaking on the stage. So I was like, okay, I have to master this skill because this is going to be my job in the future. So I did a couple of, of public speaking um, courses. Um, one of them is called Toastmasters. So, you know, if you want to do this, I really, really encourage you, even if you don't want to become an inspirational speaker or motivational speaker or work like in a job where that requires you to do public speaking, but it gives you so much confidence. I swear to God, like I recommend it to everyone I ever meet, to all my friends. I send my brother there as well. Because, you know, one of our biggest fears as humans, I think public speaking, it was in the first top two fears that people have. And for some people, public speaking is even more, is even worse than the fear of death. So some people would literally prefer to die than talk in public. But this is also the reason why it is so well paid and it's so important, you know, because the thing that people are not willing to do is the thing that is most important or the thing that is most well paid or, you know, it's not everyone can do maybe write emails or do a certain kind of job, but it's those jobs or those vocations that people are not willing to do that are afraid to do that are really making a change in the world, right? So I went to this public speaking seminars. I remember at my first one, it was so bad because I, I literally, I was so afraid. I was still afraid and I uh, forgot all the lines. My first speech ever. I forgot all the lines I had to say. And I just had like 10 people looking at me and I, I didn't know what to say. So, <laughs> you know, that was actually the worst fear when it, come, when it came to public speaking. And after it happened, I realized, you know what? It wasn't that bad after all. Like, <laughs> I didn't die. No one said, oh my God, Francesca, you're so stupid. Never get on stage again. Nothing bad happened. So I was like, okay. So I just saw what my worst fear looks like. And it's not that bad. So let me just continue doing this. And, you know, I did the second speech, which was you know, still bad, but a little bit better. I felt a bit better. Third speech, fifth speech, you know, sixth speech. And at some point, I started going to competitions as well. I started going to some uh, events. I was invited as a speaker at some point. You know, at some point, I actually started feeling good. You know, I had 200 people in front of me. I was at this event. I was talking about self-love. And 
you know, I think, yeah, I was 18 and I actually felt good. It was the first time in my life I wasn't afraid of being judged. I wasn't scared. I wasn't nervous. But that is only because as, and also this is something that the teacher that I had from public speaking said, this is something that comes with practice. And it is also you changing your perspective and not making the speech about you because, you know, that's why we're afraid. We're so afraid because we'll be judged and we make everything about ourselves. Make it about them. Making about the people you're talking to. Your focus shouldn't be on you looking good. It should be on adding people, adding value to people's lives. So this is your focus. Your focus is other people, not yourself. And, you know, the fact that I also saw that my biggest fear, which was literally forgetting everything when I was in front of a pub, in front of the public, wasn't after all that bad. You know, I was like, okay, so if that happens again, I'll just make a joke or I'll just say I forgot everything. I had this plan B. So I was like, okay, I'll just, it doesn't matter. What matters is adding value to other people's lives. So this is what I focused on. And as I said, I started feeling good in front of the public. Then um, I wanted to evolve even more. So I started doing some, many people don't know this, but I started doing videos on Instagram like three years ago. Yes, I started doing these videos, this long video. I mean, long videos, they were like five minutes because nowadays I do like 30 second to one minute videos because I understood a bit how the algorithm works, how people, what people react to and so on. I'm going to talk a bit about this a bit later, but, you know, I started doing these videos and, you know, I gained maybe like a thousand followers, you know, decent, but very small for compared to what I have now, which is 1 million. Um, and, you know, I did this for one year. I, it was, I didn't see the growth. So I was kind of disappointed and I kind of stopped doing it. But it was also the time when I started doing coaching, life coaching. And I remember I was giving free sessions because I didn't know anything. I just knew some things from the seminars I went to and so on. So I said, okay, I need to do like, I need to get certified as a life coach, first of all. And do this volunteering thing. And this is how I'm going to grow the most. So I participated at an NLP course, practitioner and then master. And also, this is something I recommend to everyone. It was absolutely amazing. NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming, is not all about manipulation and influencing people as some people think. It teaches you how to change your perspective, how to change your emotions, how to read people. And yes, a bit about manipulation as well. But a lot of things that I talk about in my podcasts, actually, and in my TikToks are related to NLP. So that was extremely important. And something else I forgot to mention, but it's extremely important, is that after that seminar... I started my journey with spirituality. So I started um, going to yoga. I started meditating. I started doing all sorts of spiritual practices, learning about Hinduism, Taoism, Buddhism, and so on. The thing is, and this is really, really important to me. Um, 
I never felt like I was getting any results. So yeah, I would meditate, but you know, the teacher said, yes, you're supposed to feel this energies flowing through your body and you know this energy going up your spine and you being enlightened and all your chakras opening and so on like you were supposed to feel something and I never felt absolutely anything you know even in the yoga positions I was doing the yoga poses I never got the results that the teachers were talking about any I did meditation for two years you know I was going to um, meditation retreats. I even went to Vipassana, which is like a 10 day meditation retreat where you meditate 10 hours a day and you don't talk to anyone. So it's a silent retreat. I had no idea what I was getting myself into, by the way, when I did that, I thought it was just like talking and a bit of meditating. And then when I got there, I was a bit shocked, but you know, I was really, really frustrated. And all these ideas that people were talking about were so abstract. It was, yes, happiness and um, balance and enlightenment, but you couldn't, I couldn't really touch anything. It was just abstract and I never felt good enough. And actually, um, you know, maybe I'll talk about this a bit more in another podcast because it's a really important topic. You know, all these spiritual groups, religious groups even, you know, they put this ideal self, like ideal image of what you should be, and they make you feel like you are not good enough. These are these ideal things are extremely unrealistic because in a, in my shadow uh, sorry, in my podcast about the shadow, I talked about uh, how we are made of light and we are made of shadow. So this is Carl Jung's idea. So, you know, to be complete, we have to integrate both sides of ourselves, both the shadow and the bright side, the spirit and the animal. And these spiritual communities, they promote this um, light side, obviously, this enlightened side. And, you know, for instance, in Christianity, Jesus is the figure that represents this enlightened, perfect being, you know, and this is a problem. It, what the problem is that we see these heroes, these idols as perfect, no one talks about the fact that Jesus had flaws as well. He was a human, like, of course, you know, he was an enlightened master, but, but he had flaws. He wasn't perfect. Every human being that lived on this planet, every idol that people have, every hero, people wait for him to die until they make him a hero, until they make him perfect. Because while someone is alive, they cannot make them a hero because they can see their flaws. Because obviously everyone has flaws. So we wait for people to die to, you know, romanticize and make them seem perfect. But no one talks about the fact that none of these heroes were perfect. Anyways, this I'm getting into another topic right now. Um, but, you know, spirituality always frustrated me because... I never understood how do I get to that result? What is the result most more, more concretely? Because everyone was talking about something else. So, you know, at some point I went to this um, NLP, but he had some relationship to a spirituality teacher. And I told him, you know, I never get the results. Like the most I get is a bit of, 
relaxation. So he said, Francesca, listen. Spirituality is university. You need to get through school in order to, to through kindergarten and then through school to get there. So first, if you know Maslow's hierarchy, you know, you need to meet your most basic needs. Like self-development, working with your traumas, healing your relationship with your parents. And then you get to the self-actualization need. So this is extremely important to me because, you know, I was trying to get right to college, to university, to spirituality, when actually I was, I didn't go through kindergarten. I didn't go through school. I didn't know how to write, but I wanted to make my dissertation because, you know, right now I'm working on my dissertation. So, um, that was, you know, that the trigger for me to start going back to some more practical things, which means working on my personality, my ego, which is like a taboo word in spirituality. So I started doing that. And I want to tell you that my spiritual, pra my spiritual practices, even though I stopped meditating at that point, because it's like, okay, I'll just focus on my self-development. My spiritual life got so much better because I remember, you know, when I was doing meditations and or when I'm doing meditations right now, I feel so much more better. Like I can feel some of the states, some of the sensations that those spiritual teachers were talking about. And now I can see how, you know, going through kindergarten and through school helps me get there. And I'm still not there for sure. And, you know, I'm still at the level where um, I have to fulfill the lower lower levels of the hierarchy, of Maslow's hierarchy. But that was extremely important for me. Um, because, you know, for instance, I would never go out. I would never go partying because I always thought, oh, that's not spiritual. You know, I wouldn't do, I didn't want to be superficial like the other people attached to material things or things like that. Because I always thought, Okay, that is not spiritual. I want to be spiritual. But what I didn't realize is that to meet the lower levels of Maslow's hierarchy, I actually needed to go through those stages, you know, of having a social group, partying, working on my self-esteem, acquiring material stuff as well. Because, you know, some people say... um, Spiritual people don't, are not attached to money or are not attached to material things, right? But do, do you think, like, as a metaphor, do you think you can talk to a homeless man that doesn't have a house, that hasn't achieved a career or anything else about art when he's starving, about spirituality when he's starving? No, because first... In order for you to get to that level of self-actualization, you need to achieve your goals on the physical plan first. You need to master the physical plan first. You need to achieve a career first. You need to achieve your goals first. And you'll see, you know, I saw in time that all these things are interconnected between themselves because even though I thought all these things were superficial, I saw that they're actually not they have that spiritual essence into them as well. So 
right now, you know, I'm not focused on being a spiritual person because I know I am just like everything I do right now and everything you do is spiritual already. Like even, you know, hanging out with your friends can be a spiritual experience. Okay. Um, so talking a, bi a bit about my TikTok experience as well. After I did, because I jumped into this uh, spirituality topic, talking about my TikTok experience a bit, um, I started it last May. And, you know, I remember I was one night, I was journaling, I was saying, what do I want? What do I want to achieve? Because I always love to do that from time to time, just journal and write my goals, you know, like uh, create a vision board or, you know, put my manifestations on paper. So I was like, I, and just imagine this, I didn't have a TikTok back then. I was like, I want to have a million followers on TikTok. This was what I wrote on paper. And I want to be famous. I want to be, I want to work as a life coach. I want to get money. I want to be financially independent. And I wrote a lot of goals on that paper that day. And that night I posted three videos on a new TikTok account. And I woke up the next day and they had 10,000 views. One of the videos had 10,000 views, more than I had ever gotten on any videos in my life up to that point. So I thought, okay, this is a sign from God, from the universe that I need to continue. So I just kept going and I kept posting content that was of interest to people because that was the most important thing. What are people's problems? What are my problems? Because I know that what do people want to hear and how can I make, take that problem? How can I find a solution and make it concise and interesting? So like, you know, how can I catch people's attention? Because I know I told you before three years ago, Instagram and that those didn't work as well because I didn't know how to talk to people, how to catch people's attention. So this is also something that public speaking helped me a lot because I understood how to keep people engaged, make really short videos, very concrete information. So I just kept doing that. And also I always focused more on providing value for people than, you know, necessarily like making myself look good or encouraging people to buy my product or do something because I knew that at some point I would start earning money from this if I keep giving value to people. So this was exactly what happened. After a few months of doing TikTok, I was getting more and more and more followers. It was very organic. It grew really, really fast. I started earning money. I started getting advertisement uh, opportunities and so on. Like this podcast is also something that, you know, I was contacted for to do. So, you know, I always focused on how can I give value to people? And this is also something that I learned from my teachers. Always focus on providing value, not on the money, because the money will come. And... Yeah, there are many more things actually that I noted here because I made some notes here on my journal, like what I want to talk about. But 
it's already been half an hour and I don't want to um, go too long, but I'll talk a bit more in our, my next podcast about also my self-love journey, how my past relationships influenced my self-love journey, about financial independence and how that helped me detach from my parents. So there are actually many more topics to cover, but and I promise I will, but in my next podcast. Thank you so much for listening to me. If you have any questions... You can ask them now or you can ask me on Instagram or DM me here. Super grateful for you listening to this. And I hope this podcast really inspired someone because that's all I wanted to do with it. Thank you for listening and have an amazing day. Bye.